Crusade presents Monthly Monday Movie Muckabout because the podcasting world needs yet another movie review show. Once again, I am Rick, also known as Not Jeff from Jeff and Rick Presents, and as you know, I am a big movie lover. The best thing about me being a movie lover is that I have a bunch of movies, and at the Longbots Crusade headquarters where I get to hang out, they've got a lot of movies up in their attic. And what's really cool is every now and again, one of the guys from downstairs comes upstairs to see me. Isn't that neat? And this time, I've got none other than U.S. Army combat veteran of Kosovo and Iraq, Jason, the Weasel Skull Albrecht. Well, thank you, Rick. It's kind of surprising. <laughs> I just came up here to see if I could break out my, my winter box since the, the weather's changing. I was going to bring down my sweaters and stuff. And here I find you up here. This is, uh, this is new. What you got going on up here? Well, you see, I got this great zip line that goes all the way from Oregon, mm-hmm. and that's Oregon, all the way to the LBC headquarters. And you know what? Every now and again, I just zip on down here to browse the collection of movies and play with these, uh, you know, unopened Sky Strikers. I knew it! Uh, I knew there was a box right? of unopened Sky Strikers up here. <laughs> I know nothing about this. <laughs> No, I, I enjoy hanging out here, and I just kind of wait for more people to come up. You know, I know your brother is a big movie fan, but I'm not quite sure. How big of a movie fan are you? I mean, you know, do you do, you do any other movie well, shows? Well, I do like one uh, with my brother <laughs> called Action Film Face-Off. I'm, I'm kind of concerned. Like, does your, your podcast have a video? Don't worry. From time to time, we do whip one out, but I don't think you're going to have a problem, because if I understand right, either you or your brother has fought a bear. Well, technically, neither of us have fought a bear, but... Uh, <laughs> then, that, then that is false advertising, my friend. That is false yes, advertising. Yes, I, I, I agree. <laughs> I, I have resisted the urge to fight a bear because um, I enjoy life, so, <laughs> so I have not. I, I don't notice any spikes in your arena here either, so... But I will say this, though. I think that you are prepared for a fight with a bear because I... Th- I am pretty sure after meeting you face to face that you have a finishing move that involves throwing a lot of cats at whatever is attacking. I do. I do have, I have a wild pack of nine cats and these nine cats will fight to the death for me. That is true. Yeah, that is, that is your, that is your, that's your up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, BA select start finishing move that, that, that just all of a sudden a plethora of cats come flying out yes, of your sir. hands. All as, I have as, to as, do is just point, rah, 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 point rah, rah, at my rah, rah, opponent rah. and all of a sudden <laughs> nine little furry fanged missiles. Just come right out all directions. Note to self, ask Jared to draw that. Okay. <laughs> well, your daughter's d- drawn like six of them. So <laughs> Th- this is true. This is true. This is true. But I-, I don't know if she's really into the blood and guts action yet. I think that's more your brother's. Arena, yeah, no, so. she caught more of their soft side. I will say that. Yeah. 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 I'm glad you came up here because I think I have found a great movie for you to watch. Are you ready to find out what it is? I've been on the edge of my seat, or on the seat of my seat, as my, my friend Pat would say, all day. So I, I've been looking forward to this. What's my what's my assignment, Rick? I, I took a look at the list that you sent me, and I am not going to lie. I, I had a toss-up between a couple of films. I did contact your brother. I happened to be going back and forth with him anyways, but I did ask him for the final suggestion. So he kind of went with my first choice. We both agreed that you should watch Chinatown. This would be the 1974 Roman Polanski movie featuring Jack Nicholson, Faye Dunaway, John Huston, and a whole mess of other people, including a little cameo by Roman Polanski himself. Now, this is a classic movie. This has been around for quite a while. What do you know about this movie? What do I know about Chinatown? 
I know that it starred Jack Nicholson, as you say. I remember mm-hmm. he's walking around with like a bandage on his nose. Like he's got a broken yeah. nose through all or most of the film. So I remember that kind of iconic scene about him. As I understand it, it's kind of a crime noir type of a film. And yeah. I'm going to guess it's set in Chinatown. I remember there's that famous <laughs> line, and, you know, it's Chinatown. <laughs> It's Chinatown, Jake. It's China. It's Chinatown. So. Yeah, uh, that's that's kind of the a high level, just off the corner of the box type of a thing, and I think you I think you've got kind of the general gist of it. Now, like I said, this has been one of these classic movies, these pivotal movies of uh, you know film for a long time. A lot of people haven't seen it, so I understand. But why haven't you seen it? I really don't have a good excuse. You know, at one point in time. My ex-wife had it, so it sat on my shelf for a long, long time, and I just never watched it. I don't really have a good excuse. I, 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 I I'm sorry. I'm a failure. I'm a failure <laughs> no, on all that's levels. Okay. That's okay. I mean, it. it to be fair, it, you know, it, sometimes it's hard to reach out and look at some of these older movies. For my collection, this is right out of my collection, the box I'm showing you. And yes, this is the old VHS tape that I still have. I love that Quite art. a gorgeous that art. Is yeah, outstanding. Yeah. yeah, this is fantastic cover art for this box. And for, for those of you that can't see it, we have Jack Nicholson's character uh, drawn. This is all drawn, but he's kind of leaning forward from one side of the box. And he's got the fedora on and a pinstripe jacket. And he's smoking a cigarette. And like the smoke from the cigarette is coming up and framing the outside frame on the top of the box of a woman. So you just see her eyes, her nose, and her lips. And it looks like the smoke is her hair. And then at the bottom, there's just kind of a, a little curl of a wave. It's very noir-esque and very, very evocative. It's a great piece of art on that. So that's going to end. There's a lot that's quite in that picture once you watch the film and you'll be able to kind of pick some pieces apart from there. But I think that we shouldn't spoil any more for you. I think that we should let you go back downstairs. Well, first of all, here, let me just hand you all this right. from uh, the LBC headquarters Thank there. You. And Now I just got to find a VHS <laughs> <And> player. <laughs> oh, Head, head on over. I think your brother's got some set up in his uh, back room, yeah, right? Yeah, I think he's probably got... His, his back room's like a Jawa sand crawler, man. It's got, <laughs> he's got everything back there. Well, I'm going to let you go downstairs. You're going to watch this film. And then when you're done, come on back up. We'll talk about it. In the meantime, we are going to let everybody listening to the show listen to the trailer from 1974's Chinatown. Los Angeles, 1937. There are lots of guys like J.J. Gittes. They're easy to find, if you want to find them. Mr. Gittes, have we ever met? Well, no. Never? Never. Since you agree with me that we've never met before, you must also agree with me that I've never hired you to do anything, certainly not spy on my husband. I don't get tough with anyone, Mr. Giddies. My lawyer does. You do your job. And sometimes you find the answers to questions that should never be asked. Or you find out what happens to people who ask them. Hold it there, kitty cat. You're a very nosy fellow, kitty cat, huh? You know what happens to nosy fellows? Oh. Oh. I dislike the word cheat. 
Did you have affairs? Mr. Giddies. Did he know about it? Where were you when your husband died? You were seeing someone too. For very long? I don't see anyone for very long, Mr. Giddies. It's difficult for me. Mr. Giddies, you're dealing with a disturbed woman who's just lost her husband. I don't want her taking a bad job. The truth. I said I want the truth! had the opportunity to watch Chinatown. That's right, Chinatown, all the way from 1974, Roman Polanski's crime noir film. Before we get a chance to talk to Jason about what he thought about the film, I'm going to give you a little bit of a quick synopsis of it, because I know this is a 1974 film. I know you might not have seen it, but bear with me. Jack Nicholson stars as Jake Giddis, a successful private eye in the 1940s L.A., he was initially hired to follow a supposedly philandering Hollis Mulray, the head of LA's water and energy, by someone claiming to be his wife. Spoiler, she is not. Jake gets pulled further in when Hollis dies, and everyone starts to look for his lover, the one that he was seen with. Spoiler, she's not his lover. Jake gets pulled even further into a web of intrigue and murder, money, land, water rights, family history, and a femme fatale widow played by Faye Dunaway. It's all set against the rich tapestry of L.A. in the 1940s in a slowly evolving mystery. So, what did you think about this film? What is your first impression? Did it match up with your expectations? I would say yes and no. Yes, it, that I sat down to watch it and I expected to see a great performance from Jack Nicholson and Faye Dunaway. I knew that going into it. I expected to see a twisting, turning crime thriller, and I got that in spades. Mm -hmm. What kind of surprised me, threw me a curveball, is there's not a lot of Chinatown in nope. the movie. <laughs> It's referred to a couple times in the movie. Yep. And then the final bit of the third act takes place in Chinatown. But the majority of it is kind of all over the city of Los Angeles and out in the rural uh, area where the orange groves and the farmers are. And so that one took me by surprise a little bit. Uh, but overall, I really liked it. The actual title of the film is kind of part of the mystery, too. You're like, OK, so what does all this have to do with Chinatown? 
it actually is a little bit of a proxy or it's a little bit of a, a red herring because when they do talk about Chinatown, and once again, we're going to spoil the heck out of this film, it kind of goes into some of the things that they're always talking about. They don't like to talk about Chinatown or they don't like to talk or refer to Chinatown because that's where uh, Jack Nicholson's character used to work. It's where he was a police officer. He was a detective in Chinatown. It's kind of where they kept sending people who were new or who they wanted to get rid of or who were trouble. It's where the current lieutenant, that's where he was stationed too. They don't talk about it because Chinatown's a little bit different than the rest of LA where they're at because you can't always tell what's going on there. And they kind of drop that a few times. You can't always tell what's going on. There's always something else that's happening and you just can't figure out what the motives are. Yeah, it's, they keep dropping that a few times. There was the one time when they, uh, when Jack is in bed with the widower and they yeah. have the conversation, and that's kind of where he drops down the thesis of the entire film that you know you just don't know what's going on. Right. You've right. got no clue what's happening. And it's interesting too because there's kind of a mystery within the mystery. You want to know what's the backstory behind Jake? What happened to him in Chinatown? Obviously, it was something that caused him to either leave the force or get kicked off of the force. There were led to believe there was a woman involved somehow, perhaps. Perhaps. And, and but that's about all we get to know uh, about no. Chinatown. It just it's it's kind of a, a place he tries to avoid. Yes. It's not really about Jake, even though the entire film is about him. Yeah. Uh, one of the things I read about afterwards is you don't realize this at the time, but Everything in this film is seen through his eyes. Every single scene. In fact, when he gets knocked out in the film, the film goes black because we There's don't get see left it. to see. He, yeah. he doesn't see it. We get the same amount of information that he gets. Everything that he knows, we know. And, That's and true. That, that helps with, with stringing along the storyline. Yeah, it keeps you engaged. It really did. As a, as a first-time viewer of this, it's it's not a movie you can just kind of dip your toe in and out of. You've got to stay with it. Yeah. And because you're running along with Jake, it's kind of easy to stay with it. That it was a long movie, but it flew by. It seemed to me it 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 was quick. It's it's very layered in the in the cinematography, in the characters, in everything about it. Let's talk a little about Jake. What did you think of Jack Nicholson's character? I mean, he is he is the front center. We see him the entire time, like I said. What did you think about his character? First impression, I was a little bit surprised. I kind of expected the stereotypical kind of grungy private detective. He was kind of running a top-notch organization there. He had employees. He had a secretary. He was drawing up contracts. Uh, he was wearing his suits. He was, he was making ends meet. He was very successful in what he did. Mm -hmm. And what he did obviously was, or apparently was largely chase around people having affairs on, on their significant <laughs> others and getting evidence, but hey, man's got to eat, right? <laughs> so uh, he was very good at his job. So I, that was my first impression was I was kind of surprised about how, um, Upper middle class, I guess yeah. he was. I, I thought he was going to be more of the Mickey Spillane type of private detective, uh, barely hanging on, barely making ends meet. But he was obviously very successful in what he did. Yeah. That was my first impression. Second impression was, and there was a little bit more layered, took pride in what he did. Yeah. He was very, he he wasn't pretentious particularly, uh, but he he wasn't apologetic. No. First job. He provided a service and he did that service. And when the lady that 
pretended to be the wife tried to to hire him he even told her like you really don't want to do this you know so you know he he had some morals some ethics so it was a little bit different than what i expected going in in there he was a little bit more polished but still you know kind of rough and tumble he wasn't Mm -hmm. afraid to knee somebody in the nuts he did that a couple times (laughs) during the course of the movie so so yeah a little bit different than what i expected going in but very interesting it's interesting because he plays a very intelligent and it's a little bit hidden intelligence he likes to to keep his uh light hidden under the bushel if you will mm-hmm. he does a few things that are very interesting like he pulls the stopwatches he's got a bunch of little pocket watches in I his like car that. yeah yeah and, and he put them beneath the tires and it was a way for him to tell when the car moved because the car would run over the watch and and leave the time which is like okay he's smart he thinks ahead he plans things out he takes the business card of the guy who works at the water and energy, uses it to get on the crime scene. He's always kind of thinking ahead for like the next little con. He's been a beat detective. He knows exactly how that world works. He, he's just got some smarts in there, but he's a little unassuming a little at times. He comes across really easygoing, really cool and calm and collected. But the mind is always working at the same time. Yeah. And you get the sense, too, that he's worldly in the way that he knows he knows how the world works he knows how the city works he's not particularly shocked to find out a bunch of rich douchebags are trying to get richer in a (laughs) land grab scheme in the same time he kind of gets sucked into it and i think there's a moment where he really thinks that he can be the hero where he can where he can save the day and he can't at the end of the day and that was one thing I, i remember on the social media we were back for somebody brought up the question what's a movie where the bad guy actually wins mm-hmm. i had just looked at that that day and then i watched chinatown i said well this one <laughs> the, the, the bad guy won <laughs> yeah the bad guy wins in spades and mm-hmm. it's it's shocking at the end of this film and i guess we should move right into there speaking of the bad guy winning let's talk about the femme fatale of the film faye dunaway just gorgeous. But what'd you think about her? Oh, wow. She, you, you nailed it. She was gorgeous. She was gorgeous. And she came off on the screen. I never really knew what to think of her. Mm-hmm. And that twist at the end, are we spoiling? I, we got to spoil it. Okay. We got to spoil it. Let's bring it. Let's bring it on. Let's okay, talk, let's about, talk it because... about it. Yeah. Woo! Cause I was like, is this Chinatown or Birmingham? It helps hit that final. You know, that final line is coming. And once you figure out like what this is all entailed, and then you're like to forget about it, Jake, it's Chinatown. Like, Oh dear God, it is. <laughs> well, you can see, uh, I, I was scratching my head because when he tracks the woman who is allegedly the other woman mm-hmm. to the house, and I saw her, I thought, oh, she's kind of young to yeah. like, you know? And then I was like, I wonder if it's Fade, you know, Dunaway's character's daughter or something like that. And then <laughs> it's like, oh, it's her sister. Okay, I got it. I got sure. it. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, what is going on here? And there's just more twists and turns and, and, she, and well, then that scene when he's slapping her around and she's like, she's my sister, she's my daughter, she's my sister and my daughter. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> What's going on here? And, 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 and all the little pieces pick up on it. You start mm-hmm. to, like, put the things together. Her her twitching when they're talking, her jump when she finds out that she, that 
Jake went and talked to her dad. Yes. And you know, all these little things come together. I was like, oh, this all makes sense now. Mm-hmm. It, it, it all makes sense. I was watching it down here with my wife. And like, at first, she wasn't really interested in seeing it. And so I started watching. Then she came down. I was like, oh, I'll watch it too. And so she got really involved in it. And she had never seen it before. So when the last thing, <laughs> when the last scene happened, oh, she was a little angry. I mean, she's like, what did I just watch? I don't know. Oh, man. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's a. Uh... Oh, man, it's a it's powerful. It's powerful. It it is an interesting setup because the entire film you're going with this idea that it's all about money and land. It's right. a big land grab. Right. It is it is Faye Dunaway's father. He has been the person who has donated all of the land and everything to make this water and energy to make money in LA as being the one who controls it. But that's not good enough for him. He wants to do more. And so he's got this entire intricate scheme that he is planning that his that his uh, son-in-law has kind of stepped across. And we think this is what everything is about. But there's another layer. And that's with, yes. And that's because Faye Dunaway for years has been hiding her daughter her sister, the incestuous child of between her and her father. And she's been hiding her for years. And, you know, her husband really cared for this. He cared for this girl like like it was, her, you know, his daughter. And yes. so he was helping with this. So all of this leads up to the fact that, yes, he wants power and money, but he also wants, he wants his daughter. He wants this he wants everything. child. Yeah, yeah, he, he wants, wants everything. everything. And that's where the real drama of this film comes in, in the last five or ten minutes of the film. And we get the final scene where Faye Dunaway's character, who has been just hanging on by a thread throughout the entire film, snaps. Mm-hmm. And, and then she dies. And it's just, she gets killed. And it's just, what is happening here? Right. What is happening? You're just left like... <laughs> but, you know, back to her character... When she comes on screen there, the first time you see her, like, ah, she was just cool as a cucumber when she's in his office. Mm-hmm. He's telling that uh, that little off-color joke, which mm-hmm. was kind of funny because he, like, sends the secretary out to tell the joke to the to the boys, you know. And then Faye Dunaway is standing behind him and here's the whole thing. But, yeah, and, and you won't talk to my lawyers because, you know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, she, yeah. He's like, you don't have to get 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 tough and he she's like oh i don't get tough that's what my lawyers are for <laughs> yeah, she comes across very cool and it's just as the film starts to go through you start to see it break at certain times yeah and you you're trying to figure out exactly why well, maybe she's just upset because her husband has died right well i was wondering too quite honestly if she was involved in it mm-hmm. in some way or had no at least had knowledge of what happened that she wasn't sharing with Jake or the police. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I did not see that boy. That was a, that was a Clayton Kershaw curveball that they threw at me on <laughs> at that last act right there. That was crazy. I love seeing her in this film though. She is absolutely beautiful. She is going toe to toe acting with Jack Nicholson the entire way. She is painted on the screen. I mean, she mm-hmm. is just perfect. Absolutely perfect. That's what makes the little moments when she starts to break and starts to get nervous stand out even more. It's just fantastic. Yeah, she was, she was awesome. You and your brother are known for action film face off. So Mm -hmm. we should definitely talk about some of the action sequences in this. (laughs) (laughs) There are a few. There are. Yeah, there are a couple. And a couple of them are infamous, if you will. What was one of your favorite action scenes in this film? 
Oh gosh, there's a there's a couple. I think my favorite one was when he finally fights the the big muscle guy uh-huh. outside of the retirement home where they were mm-hmm. running their their little scheme. That was a pretty good fight. That was that was pretty realistic. There were some headbutts, some some nut shots. The, <laughs> there's the there's the old jacket over the head maneuver. <laughs> they, they were doing all. He was pulling out all all the stops. And then you also got a little a little backup from uh, from Faye Dunaway's character too, because mm-hmm. uh, she she was a uh, quick getaway driver there. I thought that one was really cool. The scene when he the I think the infamous one that you're talking about where he gets his nose cut. That was, you know, not a not a ton of action there, but that was pretty pretty intense when he got caught in the the flooding water mm-hmm. there and had to climb up over the uh, over the fence and then into the arms of the bad guys there. And you know, of course, that the guy who it's another one of those infamous stories. The guy who was holding the knife that was Roman Polanski. That was the director of the film. Oh, I did not know that. That's really cool. I was kind of wondering if we were going to see him again, but I guess guess not. Just the guess not. No, yeah. no, <laughs> no. But he, yeah, he's the one who does who did that trick, and it's just one of those infamous things that it's not actually true. He did not actually cut Jack Nicholson's nose, but he was always you know pretending that you know flipping the knife around the right way, the wrong way, because it was set up to kind of pull back and not really cut his nose, and at the same time shoot a squib and it looks incredibly realistic especially 1974 kind of practical effects yeah it's a good scene for that it's very interesting yeah the the action scenes were were pretty uh pretty realistic i mean yeah all told i, th- I think you're right on that I, I i like how you describe that the realistic jake is not the greatest fighter he he can he can hold his own but he gets beat up quite a lot in this he film does, yeah <laughs> I mean, he even asked for it a couple times because oh, yeah. <laughs> in that orchard, yeah, oh. he, yeah, he shouldn't have lipped off to that, <laughs> to that guy. Oh man, yeah, no, he wasn't. Uh, he wasn't the most uh, the most graceful fighter out there, but but you know, he had that spirit, and uh, <laughs> you know, and uh, and and a couple times, I think he had straight up adrenaline going for him there. But I was, I mean, the action scene was good. I, I think particularly going back to the one at the retirement home, I was kind of, to, to quote Pat, on the seat of my seat uh, watching that because I was like, how is he going to get out of this, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, and then when he tells her, you know, go get the car, and she's like, no, I'm going to stay with you. He's like, get the car. Get the car. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> then uh, I was like, oh, stuff's about to go down. <laughs> and it was pretty intense. Let me ask you this then. What are the lows that you saw in this film? Was there anything that kind of stood out to you as not being, meeting any of the expectations or just kind of falling flat? Gosh, you know, I, I kind of went in there with a clean palette. I didn't have a whole lot of lofty expectations. Like I said, I, I, I wanted to see a good mystery and I got that. I got great performances all around. There was a, there was a weak performance in there. Wasn't the there's one actor that was in there that played one of his staff guys. I think he was uh I think he was in Diamonds Are Forever. I'd have to look it up to be sure, but I think it was I I, I think it was Mr. Wint. I'm I'm gonna have to look that I'm up. I would have too. to double check, but I was yeah. like, well, I even got a little James Bond uh. The first one that kind of kicked for me was the beginning in the film, you got Burt Ward there. Oh no, yeah. <laughs> it's Paulie, it's Paulie. Paulie. Yeah, and, yeah. and he's playing Paulie. Paulie. <laughs> That's right. I was like, hey, Paulie moved to Los Angeles. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, uh, he was one. And then the 
assistant or the the deputy director of the water and energy. It was Higgins from uh, Magnum PI. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, there was a couple. uh, Yeah, there was a couple familiar faces in there. But to go back and answer your question directly, you know, I don't think there was anything that let me down in this movie. Uh, Quite the opposite, actually. I guess, like I said, my expectation was that it was going to take place more in Chinatown Mm -hmm. uh, and it didn't. But uh, but I wouldn't say that I was left disappointed. I got a really good, a really good mystery. And it actually it ages fairly well. I think it helps that it's for being in 1974, it's already a period piece that takes place, you know, back in the 50s. Mm -hmm. And so you already have that that little timeless feel. And so it helps it age the the right way. It's like we already know that this is set specifically in this one period of time. Even watching it now, we're still getting that same sense that it's it's stuck in that like amber in that one period of time. So it does very well with that. And I think that kind of leads me into my other question. You know, we talked you talked a little bit about the attending in Chinatown, but the other big actor in this film is the setting. Yes. And just how much of it is that classic LA, that that pre you know, Hollywood type of LA that's there. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you got, you got the city, you got the, the rural areas out there with the orange groves. You had the uh, aquifers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You had the coastline, a little bit of the yes. coastline. Yes. You had the coastline. So you got to see the city in from a lot of different angles. You kind of felt like it go, this goes back to what, you were talking about how we're seeing it through the eyes of Jake. You feel like, you know, it, mm-hmm. you feel like you're in the middle of, it. and that was really cool. I didn't have a hard time keeping off my cell phone. I, my mind wasn't wandering while I was watching, watching this movie. I was going through the steps with Jake, picking up the clues. And then just like him having my world rocked in the third <laughs> <laughs> just like oh, when poor, I thought I'd figured all this out. Poor Jake, just 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 lead me away, lead me home. I'm tired, and this was not what I was expecting to happen tonight. Yeah, yeah. Well, and Jake, to his credit, he's pretty unflappable about yeah. about the whole thing, you know. And and he just kind of takes a moment, processes what's going on. Is like, okay, I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to help this lady and this kid mm-hmm. best best of my ability. And of course, he doesn't. But it's not for lack of trying. Yeah. As we start to wrap this up, let me ask you, is there any last things that you want to talk about? Anything you think we missed in talking about this sprawling feature from the 1970s? No, I think we covered a, I think we covered a good chunk of it. Just once again, I mean, it's a beautiful setting. I guess maybe the music. I thought the music mm-hmm. was also, it just weaves the scenes together so well. It's, you know, the score is spectacular. The cinematography, spectacular, great performances by Jack Nicholson, Faye Dunaway, and all the cast, mm-hmm. really. Yeah, this was, I, I can see why it's a top 100 film. Yes, it is a fantastic film. But how fantastic, you might be asking. Well, over here on Monthly Monday Movie Buck About, we like to hand out bags of popcorn to our films to really put them on the pedestal as they deserve. And we do that with one through five. This being the Longbox Crusade, we do not do halvesies. So, Jason, one to five, how many full bags of popcorn would you give this film? I'm going to give this one four bags of popcorn. 
the only reason why I don't go five, I think for me, a five has got to be one that I would want to watch over and over again. Mm-hmm. This one, once you, I think now that I, I know the story and I know the surprise, it's kind of like a, a movie like Usual Suspects, you know, <laughs> once you know, once you know the ending, it's like, yeah, I might go back and watch it again a few years down the road, but I don't have a, the urge to just throw it back in the player and rewatch it right now. Sure, I can yeah. see that. I can see that. But it is a fine film. Great. Yeah. I might actually give it that extra five just because you're completely right. It's not one you, you want to rewatch over and over, especially when you get to the end of the film. You're like, ooh, icky. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah we're after boo, the, boo, the bad guy. He, he's walking out with the little girl. Oh, oh, I do have one more thing. I wanted to ask you something about sure. that. Because I went back, like, as I was watching it, because I thought she shot him. Yeah, she did. She shot him, but she had a little pea shooter that she shot her dad with. Uh-huh. And it wounded him. It did not kill him, which is just the greatest shame. She thought she killed him. It looked like she killed him. But no, he wasn't dead. He's still alive. I was like, did this guy, like, buy off the bullet? Like, I mean, he bribed the bullet? Like, hey, no, man, he, $1 million if you don't puncture my skin. The bullet's it, it, like, okay. It just, <laughs> it just wounded him. And he's still alive, and he gets his daughter. Yeah. And it just makes it that much more of a sad ending. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And all Jake can do is walk away. Yeah, all Jake can do is walk away because it's just Chinatown. Okay. But, but man, no, I, I would give it that five just because of, there's a, the timeless quality that you were talking about. That it just it exists perfectly in that moment of amber, and it, and it represents that good film noir yeah. kind of detective. But – I, no shade on you. I understand the, the ranking of a four completely. Yeah. As we walk out of the wonderful attic here at the LBC headquarters, can you tell the fine, fine folks, as if they already don't know, where else they can find you on the internet? You can find me right here at the headquarters. We're at uh, Longbox Crusade. We're doing action film face-off, Crusader Chronicles, the Longbox Crusade. We hope you tuned in for Crusade Miss. If not, go back and listen to it. If you want to talk with me directly, you can find me at Weasel Skull on Twitter or Jason Albrick on Facebook and Instagram. And if you would like to find me on Twitter, you can find me at Jeffrey Present or on my other podcast, Unpacking the Power of Power Pack, which I host with my one-nostrilled co-host, Jeff. If you would like to be on the show, please feel free to contact me. You can reach me at Jeff and Rick present all one word at gmail.com. And thank you, thank you, thank you to the Longbox Crusade Network for letting me use this wonderful attic of their headquarters to broadcast my show. And to their sponsor, Omaha Bound. If you want to be fancy and have beautiful books like Jason's Brother, then you need to call Omaha Bound. They will take your comics, they will put them in a nice book, and you can say, I'm so fancy. You already know. <laughs> And I would like to thank the Longbox Crusade members who help support this network. If you would like to support this network, you can head over to Patreon, you can search for Longbox Crusade, and you can pay the money to become a member. Jason can't, because he's sad. I'm getting a lawyer. (laughs) On that note, let's go ahead and grab the popcorn and pull up a seat for our next episode, which will be coming to you soon. Theme music is The Entertainer by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com and is licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 4.0 license. Jared, about what he liked about the film or didn't... Nope, I did it, I did it, I did it.